Hey everybody, it's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And you are on Take the Elevator again this Monday. Yeah. February 22nd. Corey, I have to start with this. A very happy, happy birthday to our daughter, Michaela. Yes, happy birthday, Kay. Happy birthday, Kay. We love you so much. In line with that, let's do some shout outs because this is our last Monday of the month and it's been such an amazing, incredible, life-giving, truth-seeking kind of month. Yeah, and I'm so glad it is at the end. Yes. You want to know why, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> She's like, why? I'm all, where are you going with this? <laughs> well, because I finally get to just say some things and wrap it up. I don't want to give a nugget today. I want to give some gold bars so that people can just yes. really enjoy some history and some things that's happened that we are aware of. But at the same time, most of the world is not privy to this information. Absolutely. Looking forward to the handouts of the gold bars. Before we do that, I want to give shout outs to some people who elevated us throughout the month. And that's so important because our goal, our mission, our purpose is to elevate you in stories and thoughts and things that are being discovered in truth. And so it means so much to us, guys, when people are elevating us. Of course, I want to give a shout out to our guests that we had this month. And that would be Vanessa and Dave from Braymar Brewery, yeah. Ben and Luana, who have shared so much about their marriage and who they are in the community. On Wednesday, you're going to hear from Steve and Anna, but we want to go ahead and give them a shout out as well steve anna <laughs> uh, uh with ben and luana luana sent me a message after she heard her session and she said jen you are so talented Corey is so gifted you captured exactly who we are and that touched me because when i edit Corey, that's so important to me that we're capturing the essence of who we're speaking to that means a lot to me it lets me know i'm in the right direction as far as editing True. So thank you for that. Thanks, guys. There was another email that was sent to me, and it was mind-blowing. There were so many thoughts in this, but I wanted to give a special shout-out to Cassandra, who's actually using our podcast for some of her team building. Yeah. Incredible. Hey, I mean, that was so humbling. And I don't know the name of this team member that sent her this email to forward to me, and I don't want to share everything, but the episode she listened to was on caregiver burnout and taking care of yourselves. And it was her first time listening to a podcast ever. So my hope is that it just opened up her mind yeah. to knowing that there's millions of podcasts out there that can really help you, make you smile, make you laugh, teach you some things. And I hope she's like a subscriber and follower of Take the Elevator for sure. But what she shared was after listening to the importance of taking care of self, her and her husband spent some time together, went out to dinner for a change. She said it was refreshing and replenishing for her. And definitely something she's going to do on a more regular basis to prevent caregiver burnout. Then she started to recognize, Corey, things about herself and the strengths and who she is as a mom, as, as a wife, as a career woman. The guidance she's given to her family while maintaining normalcy and mental and physical well-being. Nice. That's just wonderful, Jen. Yeah. And her last reminder was a reminder to me. We're doing quite a few episodes and it's always good for someone to point out the message. And her message was remind ourselves to give grace, especially a little extra right now with everything that's going on. Yes. So I'm not done, guys, because you guys gave so much love. Special love to Michelle and her daughter, Eden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think Eden's maybe four years old and she loves the show. So right now, Michelle and Eden, if you're listening, hey, hey. 
Eden, thank you for listening. Then, of course, Desiree is just a constant encourager. Her and Chelsea and Luana, like, that's who they are. Just overwhelming. And when I say overwhelming, I don't mean it. I can't take it. It's just what we need. It, yeah. it helps us get through sometimes and just allows us to understand that we're actually doing some good stuff here. Absolutely. And last but not least, Stephen Camp gave us accolades on the episode with Vanessa and Dave. Yeah. And he's actually going to be on the podcast in April for two episodes on autism and his story and his family's story. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. One more shout out, Jen, just because I'm aware of something that happened for me and what it's done for me this month. That would be Gloria. She gave us a a tidbit of information that helped me dig a little bit deeper. As a matter of fact, it inspired me to dig deeper on a few of the other stories. I'm not going to share quite what she gave us today. But I definitely will be bringing this up because we're going to be able to drop nuggets again about history and black history and things that's happening. Thank you, Gloria, for having the heart of educating and the heart of sharing. And inspiring. Yes. Every day. Something that I do on a regular basis when it comes to the end of something. So this is the end of February. It's the last Monday of the month. I always like to look to see what I've learned, what I'm celebrating, what's new, and how I'm integrating that into who I am and who we are, whether it be in our personal lives, professional lives, or anything like that. So let's get to sharing on what we've learned this month. I'll start. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm definitely with that. So I was so excited when I got an invite to Clubhouse. For those who don't know what Clubhouse is, it's an app and everything is shared via audio. So you can get a room of hundreds of people and there's moderators and there's topics and you hear them speak on it. And then you can ask a question or share thoughts by hitting a button and the moderator lets you in. A wonderful way for people to connect and a little bit more, I feel more intimate because you're able to speak to one another. Yeah. Love Clubhouse. By the way, guys, I have two invites. If you guys are interested, let me know. Please let me know and I'll send you the invite. Yeah, join us in Clubhouse. That sounds like a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, we heard a few of those situations taking place. And one of the things that really got me interested was that there were people able to sing and play their instruments. Yes, live. Live, yeah. And so it's just like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah, which reminds me, one of the items on my bucket list for 2021 is to listen to live music and i was thinking more of a concert but i just love live music clubhouse i was able to check it off yeah next i have started listening to growth day with bernard burchard and he's someone that is an influencer i like his level of teaching it's about high achieving high performing so that's something new that i've taken on and it adds a certain element to my day so that's awesome what about you So, Jen, I've learned a few things, but a lot of the things that I'm into right now is not so much what I'm learning. It's Mm. just enhancing what I've already learned. Yes. So I'm enjoying the fact that I can enhance what I already have opposed to just learning something brand new. I'm hoping that I can enhance some people along the way. I came across this very interesting quote that you gave to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's by Frederick Douglass. And the quote says, knowledge makes it unfit for a man to be a slave. I'm going to say that one more time. Knowledge makes it unfit for a man to be a slave. That is incredible to me. Love it. 
once you have information and knowledge and understanding, you can no longer be held as a slave because that power that you now possess is incredible. Second thing that I've learned and come to understand is that there is a history much deeper and much brighter than the history that my people, black people, people of color, the Negro, has been given. When you delve deeper into the history that you've been given, it allows you to come to this enlightened moment. And it's almost like a aha. Yeah. I'm not got, but I got it now. I love that. I'm not got, but I got it. So empowering. Yeah, it really is. So I just wanted to share a little bit about this history that I've discovered and that I have enhanced through my digging and delving deeper into a history that has been so thwarted for so long. So these are the gold bars that we're going to get into after we take a little bit of a break, right? Golden bars. Golden bars. Bring it. Every So, Jen, the beautiful thing about history is that the truth will eventually come out. Mm. The earth will be shaken and it will release its treasures. The artifacts will be discovered. Those are powerful words. So we're saying that even though something was meant to be hidden and the earth, even in its physical movement, reveals. Reveals and releases its treasures. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go a little bit further. The history of black people has been continually started in 1619. I would like to offer a much earlier point in history for more clarity and understanding. For the record, I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Please do the research yourself. In the year of 1496 and 1498, you know, that's 123 years before any story of slavery any story of plantations and slave ships. Christopher Columbus went on his very second documented voyage across the water. He was going to the new world and new worlds, and he actually landed on different lands and different continents. The king and queen of Spain did something so right of all the things that they did wrong. And what's most impressive about it is that they allowed the documentation by scholars, cartographers, geographers, and they even kept physical evidence that is so mind-blowing, it's monumental. There are multiple books with documentations of Christopher Columbus's second voyage across the ocean. And one of his main diaries point out some facts that changed my life forever. And I just wanted to share a little bit about that with you. It's important to know that when someone documents history the way this has been documented as many times that it's been documented, that it cannot be changed. Different sources of documentation. Different sources of documentation. So I was reading in this book, and this book is called They Came Before Columbus. And this book was very detailed in its uh, information. It gave us an opportunity to see that Columbus had followed a trail of black people all throughout his voyages to Española, to Haiti, to the Caribbeans, and even into the New World. South America. How did he start this voyage and how did he follow this trail? Well, he landed in Española and ran across some Española Indians. And they told him pretty much point blank that the things that they have in their possession came from people of a dark complexion from Africa, which was amazing. What are those things? I wondered for, you know, the time that I'm studying. I'm just going to give you a couple of pointers. There were golden tips to the spears. There were copper tips. 
silver tips, and there were even handkerchiefs and cloths that had been sewn by the very Africans that had sailed there centuries before Columbus had made it there. So Española Aquarium, sorry, that term is not is new to me. Yeah. So what land is that exactly? Uh, that's close to Haiti. Okay. Yeah. And so what you'll begin to see is that as he began to set his voyage further and further away from his own country, he slowly got to different lands and different islands. He made it to the Trinidads. He then made it to the Caribbean. He then made it all the way to South America, where he found some of the same artifacts and the same people talking about the same individuals that had come there to do trade and barter. Mm -hmm. And they were very impressed with the black people because what happened was they were representing all the goods that they had received from the Africans. Now, I'm saying Africans, but I know that it, this was a multitude of different cultures as far as where they came from in Africa, because it wasn't just one set of Africans. As a matter of fact, uh, it was reported that when Columbus set foot on land in South America, he seen red face, red painted faces of black people. Okay. And this goes back centuries before he ever came to the Americas. Wow. I'm taking this in because you mentioned Columbus and his travels. And he had many discoveries. And for me, as we were learning about these things and you were teaching me throughout the month, what stuck out to me was like, wait a minute. They were in America centuries before the discovery. Centuries. Indians, red-skinned, and black people. Yeah. And so when you use that word discover, it, yeah. it's a little, I get that funny feeling in my stomach, like it's churning because you can't discover something that's already it's been already, discovered. <laughs> right. So what would that word be? You landed where other people were already. Yeah. You traveled and you visited it. And ah, I like that word. You visited somewhere someone else had already yeah. belonged and discovered. And laid claim to it. And laid claim to it. Now, I'm not here to disrespect the historians on their ideology on what Columbus did and didn't do. I'm just simply reporting the facts and that Christopher Columbus sailed with scholars and cartographers and geographers mm -hmm. that reported and documented this very episode of finding black people and Indian people in the Americas. Right. Earlier on in the month, you mentioned, you asked some questions, actually. How do 12.5 million African Americans travel across the oceans? And you even mentioned the conditions and make it to America. I did. Right. And so now here's this. And I'm almost at a loss for words because it just changes the trajectory of where people can go once they know their history. And this is just the tippy top of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. The very top of the iceberg, understanding that the African people were able to navigate across waters that weren't as tumultuous as the Europeans had found. They found another way. It was called the grass of the sea or the river of the sea. And it was allowing them to travel very freely and very understandably because that's the route that Columbus had begun to take after he realized what he had discovered. The part about the sea that was so dangerous was that the heat was incredible. It was mm -hmm. so intense. And the book even described the intensity of the sun beating down, bearing down on the boat so hot that the wheat would catch fire, so hot that the pork and the other meats would roast and then be putrefied. Right. Also explaining the, the madness that the, the ship 
people were experiencing because of the, the sun just blistering them day and night. And it wasn't until they got relief from the rain that they were able to actually make it to the rest of their voyage. So if I can just be honest here, Corey, it's amazing when you're open to learning and knowledge and obtaining that, right? Black History Month from someone like me was really about learning people throughout the American history that we've been taught. And that I even discovered some things that aren't in the books about people. You know, we know about MLK, Rosa Parks, um, but then we shared stories throughout the month on powerful women, entrepreneurs, and abolitionists and stuff like that, right? Absolutely. So that was the era that I was learning about. But when you look at history, history has no limits to time except from the beginning of time. Right. You took me on a journey where it was before 1619. So to journey before 1619 and what the history is of black people. And I just want to say to Frederick Douglass and what he said. Knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. So the knowledge that you just shared with me this whole month it's ironic that quote, because when you have the knowledge of who black people were totally unfit for yeah. slavery, mm -hmm. because there was a time way before what we've captured, what we've learned. And so that brings me to my final point, Jen, because yeah. you got to ask yourself, how did black people eventually become slaves if they had the knowledge to get from Africa all the way to the Americas? Mm. And so I wanted to get to that issue of how and why parents were ripped away from their children yeah. and how the history was removed. And that's how you do it. You rip parents away from their children. Children have no history because they have no parents. And once they're separated, then you can teach them whatever you want them to know and make sure that their history begins there. Right. And that's how history always starts at 1619 and no further back, unless you do some digging and researching. Everything was so intentional. Right? Absolutely. Positively intentional. <laughs> Talk about a planned propaganda to erase things. And it just brings a lot of things to my mind, Corey, uh, as parents and people who are discovering truth. We know that education has its value for sure. No one here is taking away from that at all. Not at all. But education extends past yes. any four walls of a yes. school. Yes. Let's do our parts as parents, as community members, as peers, as friends, as family members to educate our children on the things that we're learning. So to educate your children with truth, it requires us to be truth seekers. It requires us then to take the knowledge, Corey, that you've learned, that I've learned, and really ask ourselves, how are we integrating this newfound knowledge into who we are, into what we're about? How does that change our demeanor? How does that change our perspective, our mindset? Who now is going forward when I'm talking about my husband is a black man and he's discovered who he is, what his history was? How does that change his trajectory? How does that change his pathway? You know what I'm saying? How does it change my legacy? Hey, let's talk about that. Sure. You have a legacy that was already laid out before you. And because you were able to find that truth and find the golden bars Get all the nuggets. Yeah, the nuggets were great. But when you've gotten to the substance and the truth of it all, it adds to your legacy. Yeah, it adds much more substance to my legacy. And I'm very grateful and humbled that I have this opportunity to do this. It's not taken for granted that, oh, yeah, I should just already know this because there's so many people, so many individuals that have no clue that this is a part of our history. As a matter of fact, I'll go a little bit deeper. 
a lot of people don't understand that the civil rights movement didn't end with I have a dream or the mm. I have a dream speech. That was not Martin Luther King Jr.'s final words before he passed away. As a matter of fact, he was on a whole nother level of inspiration and foundations when he did pass away. And I think it's important that we as black people and even as a culture of, of Americans that we dig past that. Can I be honest about something? Please. That I have a dream speech was four years or before he passed away. That man changed tremendously. Right. His ideology changed tremendously. And to say that his legacy is left in that speech that he did four years before he passed away. Right does him a disservice. And it really ruffles my feathers when I think this is what we're left with. Corey, I even think who who we were four years ago, a lot of change. Oh, yeah. A lot of growth, a lot of pieces of information and knowledge that we've discovered and integrated and implemented into who we are. So you're absolutely right. It ruffles my flipping feathers oh. that, you know, <laughs> we're, we're using his speech, which was great at the time, but four years before he passed away, what did MLK learn four years later? And what was his truth? I'm going to tell you just this. I want people to discover it upon their own. But what he discovered would change the, as you say, the trajectory of history and how we look at civil rights. I guarantee it. Yeah. February, an amazing month. We were open to learning and we got what we were looking for. I think that, Corey, that's something that we said to you. You are going to find what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. And so what we encourage our listeners, our friends, is to search the truth out. Do the research. February was an enlightening month. I can't wait to see where it takes us into the future and, and what we're about. And maybe even four years from now. Hey. Hey. Well, you know us that take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. Every day. Elevate. Every day. Elevate. Every day. Hey, y'all. It's the P.S. moment. Yes. And I'm going to love this P.S. to a wonderful love letter filled with nothing but good intentions and encouragement to find out who you are, to speak truth to the next generation and educate them. Yeah. Corey, I would just really love to have you do the P.S. today. I would be more than glad to. My P.S. for today is what it's been all this month through Black history. I've been internalizing my P.S. and now I get to push it out externally. My P.S. is simply this. If any culture's history has been erased, changed, altered, it changes the history of everyone. No one's history is left the same if any one of our cultures has been altered. Thank you. Every day. Elevate. Every day. Elevate.